Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened stronger today, tracking overnight gains in the European market. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was up 0.1% to 3,176 points after some 65 million securities changed hands and the broader market. Now, numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index up 0.21% at 3,180 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 831 million Sing dollars. The gainers trailed losers 250 versus 288. Top 5 movers by value we have here Singtel, DBS, UOB, OCBC and Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding Sing dollars. And heavily traded securities for the day, C-Trim Costco Shipping and Singtel. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have Dynamac. The offshore oil and gas contractor has proposed a bonus issue of up to 207.4 million warrants. And that's on the basis of one warrant for every five existing shares to raise up to 31.1 million Sing dollars. Now, elsewhere from more Bank of Japan watchers pushing back their predictions for the end of negative rates there to the outlook for oil prices in the year of 2024. We've got more international national headlines in focus and joining me on the line is Sunny So lead technical analyst capital markets and investor education at Sia Sunny welcome Happy New Year, Tian Tian. Thanks for having me back. Happy New Year and great to have you on board with us. And let's start with the usual, Sunny. Um, data from payroll firm ADP showed far more private sector jobs were created last month uh, than forecast in the US and also significantly more than in November. How did the SGI then fare so far today given this development out of the US? Yes, the ADP employment data last night showed that the private businesses in US hired 164,000 workers in December, beating the forecast by a big margin of 115,000. This caused the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite to decline for their fourth and fifth straight negative session. And the positive employment data dampens the hope that we could see the rate cuts happening sooner. And that is also part of the reason why the three major U.S. indices are likely to break their nine-week uh, winning streak. And on our benchmark index, the STI, we managed to inch up about six points today, like I mentioned earlier, about 0.2%. But for the week, we are still down about 1.8%, much like well, what's happening in the US. So mm. this was against the solid uh, 3.2% gain we saw in the final week of December. The biggest mover that we have on the STI index this week is uh, Yang Zijiang Shipbuilding, which mm-hmm. is up more than 2% today, uh, outperforming the STI index, and up more than 4% for the whole of this week, this short trading week. The shipbuilder seems to be building on the strong performance it had last year, which were, they were up about 16.4%. Mm. This was driven by their higher revenue and profits in 2023, and this momentum seems to be continuing into the new year with their order book trending higher, getting new orders for their bulk and LNG carriers. Looking ahead, I believe the market is now uh, squarely the key US non-farm payroll data mm. happening later tonight. And the reading is expected to show more cooling in the U.S. labor market. But whether this is sufficient to convince the Fed into trimming interest rate early still remains a bit unclear with the Fed fund futures pricing showing traders are pricing a 62% chance of a 25 basis cut happening in March this year. 
Yeah, I guess all eyes are on what's uh, next coming in March. Uh, but zooming in on some of the companies to watch on the SGX for today, Asani, let's take a look at Dynamec. The company or the contractor has proposed a bonus issue of up to 207 million warrants on the basis of one warrant for every five existing shares to raise up to 31.1 million Sing dollars. What does this mean for the man in the street and how significant is this for the retail investor? The issue of these bonus uh, warrants will likely dilute the company share base, but will likely improve the trading liquidity for the stocks. In the exchange filing, the company said that the bonus warrants are issued to reward shareholders for their loyalty and support and give them the opportunity to participate in the future growth of the company. Each warrants will give the warrant holder, holder the right to subscribe to one new share at the exercise price of 15 cents. This mm. represents a very steep discount to the current price level, which is about 50% discount to mm. the last transacted price I checked of about 31 and a half cents. So mm. based on the company existing share capital uh, of some 1 billion shares, up to 207 million uh, bonus warrants will be issued. And if they are fully exercised and converted, it will bring the company uh, issued share capital to 1.2 billion shares. And this may put pressure on dynamic share prices. Mm. And some of the brokers have already started to cut their 12-month target price for the company. Right. Uh, in the meantime, let's take a look at some REITs, Sunny. We've got developments from Menulife US REIT and also Lippo Malls Indonesia Retail Trust. Now, let's start uh, first things first with Menulife US REIT. Its portfolio real estate valuation down 8% to $1.4 billion US dollars as at end December 2023 versus the end of the first half-year period. Now, if we look at Lippo Malls Indonesia uh, Retail Trust, its manager said the aggregate leverage ratio for the trust uh, as at and December is likely to have risen to some 44%. Which of the two developments stood out to you? Mm, for Manual Life US Street, the fall in their portfolio real estate valuation isn't really a surprise. Mm-hmm. The fall in valuation was largely due to the continued weakening of the occupancy performance across the US office market due to the slowdown in demand and leasing activity over there. And the REIT manager was also upfront informing shareholders that the US office valuation remains under pressure until further in 2024 this year. So it estimated that the REIT aggregate leverage comes in at about 57% after factoring in the 50 uh, US dollar 50, US dollar 50 million debt repayment by March of this year, which is part of the uh, manual life US REIT uh, mm. ongoing recapitalization plan. Yep. But for Lipo more. Their average leverage ratio inch up to 44% as at 31st December last year compared to the 43% at the end of September came in as a bit of surprise this, because this was despite the recent tender offers for the REIT senior unsecured debt that reduced its debt obligations by about a single dollar 19.5 million. So the REIT aggregate, aggregate leverage ratio increased mainly due to a decline in the indicative portfolio valuation of its investment properties as mm. at the end of uh, December last year by approximately about 7.7%. But unlike uh, manual life US rate, its leverage remains uh, within the applicable limits of the 45% set mm. out in the financial convenience of its existing uh, loan. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sias. In the meantime, Sunny, let's take a look at what's happening in the region. More Bank of Japan watches joined those who are pushing back their predictions uh, for the end of negative rates in Japan. And that's in the wake of the New Year's Day earthquake and recent remarks by Governor Kazuo Ueda. Uh, we are talking about the likes of BNP Paribas, Deutsche Securities. Um, what are you expecting on this front where rates are concerned for Japan? 
um, yes, the powerful quake that hit Japan on New Year's Day is making it harder now for Bank of Japan to start raising interest rates. It's really a bad time now to raise yeah. the interest rate after this disaster. So the central bank will need some time to uh, assess the adverse impact of the disasters on Japan's economy. And under these circumstances, it will be almost uh, uh, practically impossible for BOJ to raise or move the interest rate this month. And should the negative rates not be lifted this month in January, ending it in the first half of 2024 will also become very doubtful. The hmm. earthquake will likely depress the production and uh, the production activities and government may have to set up a supplementary budget for recovery measures, making interest rate high more unlikely for the first half of this year. And on average, I'm looking at analysts' uh, consensus. We are looking at the earliest, at least the second quarter of this year or even towards the, uh, the midpoint of the year. Right. And before we let you go, Sunny, let's take a look at oil prices. Uh, they etched higher today after minutes from the Federal Reserve meeting suggesting that inflation was under control. And it also comes as U.S. Secretary of State prepared to visit the Middle East to try and prevent that Israel-Gaza conflict from widening. What is the near-term outlook then for oil prices taking the developments in totality? I think the near-term outlook for oil prices will still likely rise further. That's in line with the U.S. energy uh, authorities. Uh, we see this upward pressure due to the unrest in the Middle East with the Israel and Hamas war now appearing to be spilling over into Lebanon. And Syria recently announced that the, uh, their biggest production cuts in its uh, biggest oil field due to the protests in the region, taking about 300,000 barrels of the uh, supply uh, each day. So uh, crude oil prices is likely to stay a little bit elevated on an average uh, to maybe the target of uh, $84 per barrel in the first half of 2024. But then the, uh, the the cap on this limit or the rise in oil price may be due to the U.S. Uh, inventory, oil inventory, which shows a big gain of uh, about 10 million barrels uh, each week in December. Mm. So this would uh, reduce the demand from the largest consumer of, of oil in the world. Lots to watch and the markets as well as we enter 2024. Thanks, Sunny. That was Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sias. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.